God's word is a fire in my bones and I cannot keep it in. We are not building an institution or a program. We are building the kingdom of God. This is Do Not Keep Silent. Oh, welcome in to Do Not Keep Silent, friends. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. We're going to take a look at that tonight. Find us online at do not keep silent.com. Oh, don't be a pushover. Welcome in to Do Not Keep Silent. I'm your host, Jason Zurich. Find us online at do not keep silent.com. That's do not keep silent.com. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge him in all your ways. Acknowledge God and he will make your paths straight. Have you ever really thought this verse through friends? Have you seriously pondered it or prayed to God to understand it and understand it more? Well, I'll tell you this. If you have hats off to you, that's great. If you have not, then I seriously want to challenge you to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Lord God, as we get started tonight, I pray that you would give us all open hearts, open minds to hear your voice tonight and that we would do your will in all that we do. We truly trust in you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Friends, without realizing it, again, I believe that many of us in this nation have broken the first and second commandment of the Ten Commandments, and we just keep making excuses that we haven't done so. I believe this greatly saddens our Creator God. He is Almighty God and deserves our respect, honor, and love. I really believe until we as a nation admit our shortcomings through confession asking for forgiveness and repentance in our actions, we will keep going down this path of destruction. So what are these commandments that I believe many, if not most of us, have broken? Well, we see in Exodus 20, verse 3, that you shall have no other gods before me. And the second one, Exodus 20, Four through six, you shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven above or on earth beneath or in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them or worship them. For I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me. But showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. Dear friend, as we get started here, I implore you to be open and honest with yourself, with God, your family, and your neighbors tonight. Here are some questions, again, to really contemplate as we begin here to seek out direction from Almighty God on this. Have you put your faith and trust and hope in something other than Almighty God? And be very real with yourself. Don't just say, well, no, I wouldn't do that. Really look at your life. Have you possibly, without even realizing it, replaced Almighty God with something that's a bit more tangible? 
you know, maybe your parents, a child, husband or wife. Maybe it's a friend. I, I don't know. Maybe it's an idea. Some competing worldview with a biblical worldview and you've actually bought into worldly ways without even realizing it. Friends, as I said, I'm just going to get much more real with you tonight than I have in a very long time. When I was younger, you know, high school age, a dear friend of mine, love him, but he had a worldview that was of the world. Now, I went to church. I was raised in the church, actually. I didn't start going until I was four, but I would consider that being raised in the church. With that said, I knew when I was about 15 years old, 16 years old, I knew what the Bible said about premarital sex, meaning you need to wait to have sex with your husband or your wife. So for me, waiting to have sex with my wife. My friend, though, again, this person did go to church, but my friend said, well, you know, what? what is love? You know, it, if you really love her, she loves you. Why can't you have sex before marriage? If you're really, why not share that gift with each other? Now that that is what my friend shared with me, and I I was kind of like, well, no, because the Bible is pretty clear that you should have one wife, one person that you have sex with. Well, after a while, he, he really wore on me, and I started real think, realizing basically, you know what, I'm thinking differently. I'm thinking in worldly ways, not godly ways. Dear friends, again, is it possibly an idea or a competing worldview with a biblical worldview that God has given for us to follow? Because you might think you know better than our creator God. Again, if you haven't figured it out tonight, I just want to be very real with you and I ask you to and encourage you to get real with yourself tonight, with God and even those who are in your life, especially loved ones. Friends, a while ago, my my wife, Jaya, shared the following on social media. She wrote this. Many times when I've been through difficult circumstances, God has brought the following verses to mind. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. Praying these verses has helped me trust God in the midst of uncertainty. She goes on to say, when Jason had a stroke followed by brain surgery, I was sitting by his bed in the neuro-ICU unit, fearfully wondering what the future looked like. And these verses came to mind. After praying the verses, I pondered what it really means to trust with all your heart. I thought of the different verses that I know with heart in them and looked up others. Psalm 28, 3, you can take heart. 1 Samuel seventeen thirty two is lose heart. Joshua 2, 11, have your heart melt with fear. Psalm 28, 3, harbor malice in your heart. 
Not Psalm 95, 8, harden your heart, it says. Psalm 48, keep God's law in your heart. Psalm 51, 17, talks about having a pure heart. Psalm 66, 18, cherish sin in your heart. Romans 8, should say Romans 10, 9, believe in your heart. Psalm 57, 7 states, have a steadfast heart. And there's, of course, many, many more. My wife went on to share, our hearts are more than the center of our emotions. In our hearts, we make willful decisions that end up shaping our character. I also thought of the many times that I have heard Jason and other sport coaches say they would rather have a player on their team who has heart than one who has talent. Why? A player with heart shows up to practice, trusts the coach, and executes on the field or court what they learn from the coach and in practice. A player with heart gives 100% effort no matter what the scoreboard says or what they feel like. Over the years, I have seen many talented athletes hog the ball rather than rely on their teammates and coaches. When they relied on their talent, the game usually ended in a loss. How many times have I wanted to rely on my abilities or talents, my own understanding, rather than trust God? There have been times when I don't quote-unquote feel like trusting God. Instead, I want to trust my feelings of fear and doubt. Sometimes I just plain don't want to trust God. And it takes a deliberate choosing against my own wants to trust him. I also thought of how a heart represents relationship. In my relationship with God, he's proven himself to be trustworthy and true to his word. He has a track record of me that I can rely on. I would be a fool not to trust him now. If I am to trust in the Lord with all my heart, then I need to make a choice to trust him whether my emotions feel trust or not. My wife went on to write, I choose to trust him knowing he sees the big picture and all I see are my present circumstances. I trust him because he is trustworthy. I realize I only see the tip of the iceberg when it comes to knowing what it means to trust in the Lord with all my heart and I have so much more to learn. My dear friends, with that in mind, and living in a culture and society today that talks about love so much. Let's take some time right now to find out what love really is. So, friends, right now we're going to take some time and take a look at First John 4, 7 through 11. Taking a look at what really is love. And before we get to that, I'm going to share with you a quick fast cast. Again, my name is Jason Zurich, your host for the program. Find us online. At worldviewwarriors.org, that's worldviewwarriors.org. This is the Worldview Warriors Fastcast, your daily spiritual energy drink, with your host, Jason DeZurich. As we begin this Fastcast today, I'd like to direct you to our The Foundation Matters series. I'd like you to consider a very important word today from George Washington. 
Let us, with caution, indulge the supposition that morality can be maintained without religion. Reason and experience both forbid us to expect that national morality can prevail in exclusion of religious principle. Friends, that's a quote from George Washington. Also, Ecclesiastes 1.9, what has been will be again. What has been done will be done again. There is nothing new under the sun. We find that in Ecclesiastes 1.9, I want to direct you to our blog post titled, Being Good Without God. Find us online at worldviewwarriors.org. Go find us online at worldviewwarriors.org. That's worldviewwarriors.org as we continue on tonight, friends. Again, we'll take a look at what is love. We see in 1 John 4, 7 through 11, Dear friends, let us love one another. For love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. So friends, according to the authority that we Christians are to live by, God's holy word, God is love. And if this is true, and I believe it is, then as beings made in his image and as Christians, we are to emulate God Almighty with our actions and words. So we need to know what love is. Friends, there's no better place to really learn about love is than 1 Corinthians 13. And 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8 states this. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. So, friends, did you hear it? Yes, love is patient Love is kind, absolutely. Uh, Unfortunately, it seems these days, many of us have missed a huge part of the definition of love. For instance, in verses 6 and 7, love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Babe Ruth said this, it's hard to meet a person who never gives up. When you know you have heard from God correctly about a direction to go in your life, go. If it's clear that you will not be sinning in going that way, go. And when the naysayers come, and they will come. And they'll tell you things like, if it was God's will, it wouldn't be this hard. Friends. If you know you've heard from God correctly, go. Let your actions speak louder 
than these words of negativity. Grow, mature, and become complete, not lacking anything, as we see in James 1, 2 through 4. Again, when you know the direction God has called you to, obey him and ignore all of the noise around you. Ignore it. People may think that they're being well-meaning by trying to keep you from pain, but that might just be because they've never experienced the great joy and incredible gift you are about to receive from God for not quitting on him. And he wants you to work hard through the pain for this amazing gift. And many just don't even realize it's even attainable. But God does. Dear friends tuning in right now, imagine if Job, if he would have quit, if he would have said, I'm cursing God, I've had enough, I'm done. But he didn't do that, did he? In fact, we see God blessing Job's life even through great pain and suffering. We see at the end of the book of Job, 42, 12. That's right, 42, chapter 42, 12. The Lord blessed the latter part of Job's life more than the former part. And here's something to be thankful for. Those men and women that come alongside you and they don't whine or complain or make excuses for you or themselves along the way. Friend, be thankful for the positive people in your life. Truly, they can be few and far between. They are gifts given to you by Almighty God. Be thankful for them and be thankful to God for bringing them into your life. Friends, as Hebrews 10, 24 states, Consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Imagine where Israel would be today if Abraham would have given up on God and his promise that he made that Abraham would be a great nation. Even through the difficulties he faced, including some of that, well, were self-inflicted, let's just be honest. He didn't give up, though, when he trusted in Almighty God. Go. Trust God in all that you do. We need to be thankful, not just for him, but the gifts of life that he gives to us. Dear friend, if you know where God is calling you to go, and and you know that this is based on biblical foundations, trust in God Almighty. Friends, I share about the way forward is back all the time. Friends, if you know that where you're supposed to go is based off of the Bible, then move forward. That's the way forward is back. Looking back at what God has done, not just in your life, but what God has done in his word, and you know you can trust it, so you move forward. Not creating something completely new and different because it doesn't go with the Bible. No, 
Now that, you know, you don't do. That is a worldly worldview, not a biblical worldview. So I want to give you some time to ponder who you might be trusting in more than Almighty God. Is it possible that you actually have replaced God's position with a person or some idea in your life? Is that possible? Well, I'll just say this. It is possible, but I really encourage you to think it through. And husbands, I encourage you to go to your wife, talk with her, have a serious talk, pray with her. Wives, you need to do the same thing with your husbands. Wives and husbands, you need to do the same thing with your children. You need to sit down with them, maybe even, and tell them, I'm sorry that I've taught you how to do X, whatever that might be. I know I need to do a better job. Please forgive me. Yes, parents, you heard that right. You might need to ask your children who are older, older, and I'm hopefully older, not older than you, but, you know, definitely teenagers would be a good one to do this with. And as you, well, are raising your children, if you have younger children, it's okay that they see that, well, mom and dad do mess up sometimes. It's okay to ask them for forgiveness. But you're still the parent. You still have to raise them. God puts you in that position for a reason. Again, is it possible that you've actually replaced God's position in your own life with something else? Perhaps you even need to Again, ask them for forgiveness or putting too much pressure on them to take the very place of God in your own life. And not only you, but they didn't even know it. Have you made someone an idol in your life that you need to admit that you have done so? You might even need to ask them for forgiveness. You might need to confess that to them. Again, friends, I, I just, I really believe, I see it. Many of us today, dare I say, I'd probably say most of us, we've broken the first and second commandment in the Ten Commandments, and we don't even understand why or how we did that. Exodus 23, again, states this, you shall have no other gods before me. What have you put in front of God that shouldn't be there. The second commandment, Exodus 24 through 6, you shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them or worship them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me. But showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. Again, friends, have you put your faith and trust and hope in something other than Almighty God? He says, do not keep silent. You can find us online at do not keep silent.com. That's do not keep silent.com. 
Got a quick fast cast here for you as we continue on. And friends, I just encourage you to, again, to be real with yourself. Real with others. One thing that's so hard with that is that might mean that there might need to be some ships burned or bridges burned. So you can move on and move away from someone with bad character. I know that that sounds hard, but friends, who do you trust? Almighty God or yourself or someone else? This is Do Not Keep Silent. This is the Worldview Warriors Fast Cast, your daily spiritual energy drink, with your host, Jason Dzurik. As I share this fast cast with you, I encourage you to go check out 1 Timothy 4, 1 through 2, and I encourage you to find Chad Kuhn's blog post titled, Why the Church Needs to Split. Friends, to produce the best crop, sometimes the gardener will need to lop off a few branches or remove a few diseased vines. He will throw them into the fire to be burnt. Let him work. Do not attempt to stand in his way, even if he's pruning you. Our gardener is ready for any size job, friends. The shears have been sharpened and even the axe is being laid through the root of the tree. Find us online at worldviewwarriors.org. Yeah, go find us online at worldviewwarriors.org. That's worldviewwarriors.org. Friends, Washington Carver said when asked about the secret of his success, he answered this. It is simple. It is found in the Bible. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Friends, he was quoting directly from Scripture. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall make your paths straight. This is Do Not Keep Silent. Find us online at do not keep silent.com. That's do not keep silent.com, and I'll see you next time. Find us online at do not keep silent.com. Keep